0: Welcome to Evidence Space Mommy. I'm your host, Dr. Samantha Radford, and I'm here to combine science and wellness to help parents and kids thrive. Hey, everyone. Today, I have Jama Oliver as my guest. So she is a full-time fitness coach and instructor, and she is a mom of four who homeschools all of them, and she is amazing. And today, we are going to be talking about How to combine fitness and wellness and nutrition and all that while you're also running around chasing children. And I'm so excited to have you with me today. I've been like hoping for this forever.
1: Hi, it's great to be here. I mean, it took eyeball surgery to finally get me to slow down enough
0: to do it, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I'm glad your eyeballs are doing much better now. Me too. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about you before we get started. We're going to be talking about nutrition and fitness and how to handle that when you have a bajillion kids or even just one kid, you know, getting back to it after having babies. Yeah.
1: So I actually was not even remotely into health fitness or exercise before I started having kids, Um, you know, yeah, before I had kids, I was always thin, I have small bones and, Anytime that I wanted to lose a few pounds, I could just lose a few pounds. Like I didn't do it in a healthy way by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, if I wanted to look good in a bathing suit, then I would just do some severe calorie restriction for a little while or would hop onto whatever crash diet bandwagon was popular at the time. And it wasn't until I had my oldest son that I started exercising and getting into nutrition. Um, and the reason is because I gained 60 pounds when I was pregnant with him and did not, in fact, come home with a 60-pound baby. Uh, um, I came home with a <laughs> like an eight-and-a-half-pound baby and had like 55 pounds to lose. Um, and I knew because I was breastfeeding that I couldn't just crash diet like I always had. And so I thought, well, great. Now what? Um, so I had a good friend that was a cycling and yoga instructor and knew about nutrition. And so she kind of held my hand and helped me along the way. She taught me about healthy eating. And I mean, these were in the days before my fitness pal. So um, I would actually I had a notebook and I would like write down everything that I ate during the day. And she would just kind of guide me toward healthier choices. Um, and so that's how I started exercising and eating well. Um, it was the only option I had, I knew that I wanted to get the weight off, but I knew that I couldn't do it in a way that was unhealthy because that would affect my child and my milk supply. Um, So I learned something new. And because of that, I fell in love with exercising. Uh, It was so great for my mental health. Um, I started out walking and then progressed to running and it just became part of my life after that. So three more babies, um, nursed all of them, maintained, um, my nutrition and my exercise routine through all of those pregnancies. I even, when my third, yeah, when I was pregnant with my third, um, I ran up until the day before I went into labor, I was actually going to go on a run the day that I went into labor, but I thought, I don't know, like, I feel a little heaviness. Maybe, maybe I should take it easy. And then I went into labor that night. So up until the day before. Um, That progressed to making fitness a career. Um, It started out as just a way to earn some extra money and get a free gym membership. And once I found out how fitness and nutrition could change lives, I mean, it became my passion. I started out teaching uh, pedaling for Parkinson's, which is a cycling class for people with Parkinson's disease. I got certified in rock steady boxing, which is a program for people with Parkinson's disease. Um, That's what really taught me that movement is so much more than just losing weight. Movement is about living the life that you want to live. It's about maintaining mobility as we age. It's about being able to keep up with our kids and eventually our grandkids. So that completely changed my view of fitness as something that you do to look good into something that you do to live well. Um, So I've been in the fitness industry for almost 10 years now and have learned a lot. Somehow managed to balance that with um, homeschooling four kids, which has not been easy. Um, But I've learned a lot along the way and continue to learn. So.
0: That's great. And I love that you mentioned, you know, that you started out just like wanting to be skinny, but now you realize yeah. it's so much more than that. And in fact, like you can not be skinny or not have that, you know, like ideal body that they put out there and still be fit. I know that there's someone who once referred to themselves as fluffy, but fit. And you told them, you're not fluffy, but fit. You are fluffy yep. and fit. And to this day, they still refer to themselves <laughs> as fluffy and fit. And I appreciate That is appreciate exactly that.
1: right. Yeah. I mean, when I was skinny, I was not necessarily healthy. I mean, um, even post kids, like I would go through um, in between pregnancy and breastfeeding during those small windows of not growing <laughs> so or nourishing a child with my body. Um, Yeah, I would do very unhealthy things just to be skinny, Um, you know, and it's one of those things where like I would go to the doctor and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, your BMI is fantastic. You look great. You're super healthy. And I'm living on like 800 calories a day. Like you can look really, really good and not be at all healthy. Um, And so it's just been over the last several years that I've really started to focus in more on what my body can do and not what my body looks like, you know, what my body feels like not what it looks like. Uh, and that's been such a game changer for me. Um, I mean, do I want to look amazing in a bikini? Absolutely. But do I want to sacrifice my house to do that? Absolutely not.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many other markers than just BMI, you know, there's blood pressure and cholesterol and all that other stuff to think about, but of course that's, that's a whole nother (laughs) conversation. (laughs) So we'll let that go. But, um, yeah, so you were telling me that a lot of times you work with mothers who are maybe in their like 30s or 40s, and they're either coming back into fitness, or maybe that was never really a thing for them at all. And all of a sudden, like it matters to them, especially, you know, even just breastfeeding pregnancy is enough hormone change in and of itself. But I swear, I feel like just since I hit like 35, it's like, things are different. <laughs> um, Yeah. So tell us some about that. So, the interesting thing about
1: women, especially in their 30s and 40s, and I'm sure into their 50s, that I have found is that we grew up with diet culture. Um, That's true. I don't know about you, but I remember uh, low fat, no fat. Fat was evil, you know, back in the 80s yeah. and early 90s. I can remember uh, like, a like Mayo Clinic
0: diet, where you just like oh, a grapefruit yeah, yeah, yeah. and boiled egg and like yep. maybe a piece of toast if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, yes. My mom did that. Um, you know, that's yeah. bad. So we ate like all this low fat, no fat stuff. And then um we came into like carbs are bad. So first it was fat and then it was carbs, and then like we we grew up labeling all of these foods as as bad foods. And so I get questions like I went and got um a sandwich and I and I ate the bread. Is that bad? No, that's not bad. Your your body needs carbohydrates to survive. Or um, that's just, what
0: makes your brain work.
1: <laughs> yes, can I can I put nuts on my yogurt in the morning? Absolutely, nuts are great for you. So we grew up with this. A couple of things: one, um, you know, skinny is the best thing you can ever be, right? And two, mm. we would go through these cycles of like, well, fat is bad, well, eggs are bad, well, red meat is bad, well, carbs are bad, and then it was just sugar. And so we've got, depending on you know our when our formative years were these ideas of like can't eat that because it's bad, whether it's fat or carbs or sugar or whatever. And we've learned a lot over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And that none, it's that none of these foods are off the table. Um, whenever I'm talking, I work with a lot of um, women, especially. Um, but what I like to say is the only foods that you should not eat, are foods that you're allergic to or that you don't like. That's it. Um, Sugar's okay. Bread's okay. Uh, Red meat's okay. If you're allergic to it or you don't like it, don't eat it. I can't have gluten. It tears my stomach all to pieces. But I still eat gluten-free bread. You know, uh, so number one, like we don't have to restrict what we eat. Um, I also think it's really funny, and I was guilty of this too, is, um, you know, we would feed our kids this wide variety of foods and, you know, we would let them have a slice of cake on their birthday or, you know, they could have a hot dog and then we wouldn't eat that. So like, it's okay Mm -hmm. for our kids, but it's not okay for us. That one kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, And so Mm -hmm. I think the big thing is balance. Let's not take any food off the table unless you're allergic to it or don't like it. Um, Take care of yourself with as much care as you take care
0: of your kids. You know oh, what I mean? Uh, that's, that's a lot. I know, it's really hard. You don't feel like you have time for that. <laughs> right. So here's an example
1: though. And this is something that I've learned. Uh, I mean, I'm a full-time fitness coach. So I work out two, three, sometimes four hours, six days a week. And then I homeschool four boys, right? Uh, that's a lot. And so it would be really easy for me to say, oh, I just don't have time for that. But I've found, unless I take the time to prepare my food, and I got to eat a lot of really good stuff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I end up not having the energy to take care of my kids. So I what that. I do yeah. every night, um, I eat two breakfasts. I'm like a hobbit. I have first breakfast and seven, <laughs> second breakfast, and then eleven these. Like I just eat all the time. Um, I fix my first two breakfasts the night before, so I typically do like overnight oats with um, some okay. protein and. Um, A handful of nuts. Yes, nuts are fine. And some fruit. And then I'll do um, Greek yogurt and fruit with like some nut butter. And I have those ready to go in the morning. So I've got something to eat as soon as I get up. Then I can go fix the kids breakfast, whatever they want to eat. Today I made gluten-free monkey bread. It was great. And then I've got my second breakfast on hand. So once I get my first workout in, I've got something to eat right after. If I don't eat those two things, I don't have the energy to take care of my kids. And so for a little while, that felt selfish, like, oh, my gosh, I'm spending so much time like preparing my food and making sure that I have good things to eat. But what I found is when I do those things, I have the energy to take care of my kids a whole lot better. And so I think that's the shift instead of, you know, putting ourselves on the back burner, thinking I don't have time. Go ahead and take care of yourself, eat well, get the workout in, and then you're going to have the energy and the resources to turn around and take better care of your family.
0: That's true. I feel like I need to go get a giant glass of water right now because that has been my, like, I don't have time, but of course you have time. I yeah. have <laughs> my giant
1: Doug right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. That's, yeah, that's such a great perspective because it's so easy. Yeah. To think that you don't have time and just like whatever leftover chicken nuggets or the scraps of like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that they don't eat just to like scarf that down and be like, we're good, but <laughs> we aren't.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're not good. That's not enough fuel for, and again, what's our focus? Like, do we want to be skinny at all costs or do we want to have the strength and energy to be able to live our lives? Exactly. No, like if I just want to be skinny at all costs and I'll eat my kids leftover chicken nuggets and call it a day. Um, but then I'm not going to have the energy to enjoy my life. So I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to eat the things that I need to eat and get in my workout so that I can be fully present. And if that means, you know, a couple extra pounds I'm carrying around, whatever, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, and so speaking of you, you keep mentioning working out and there's always, I have this question. So there's always the pool between like cardio or strength training or what's better and all of that, like. What's your suggestion? I see your big smile. You're excited.
1: Yep. Um, So this was a struggle for me as well. I was a cardio bunny. Um, When I first started working out, I hated strength training. Um, I just wanted to run. Like I just wanted to run all the miles. Like if I could run like five or 10 miles a day, I was good. And really that worked for a while. Like Mm -hmm. I was able to maintain some great cardiovascular fitness. My legs were really strong. Um, I was in pretty good shape until I hit about 35 and here's what happens once you hit you know early especially those late 30s we start losing muscle mass and Mm -hmm. as we lose muscle mass um we're burning fewer calories muscle burns more calories Mm -hmm. than fat um and so as you lose muscle mass you're burning fewer calories um You're a little bit more tired, life changes. And so you start moving less. And that's why people end up gaining weight once they hit 35, 40 and beyond. So, my suggestion for you know, once you hit mid 30 and beyond, focus on strength training. Um, Okay. Walking is absolutely fantastic. Walk absolutely every single day. You got to do that for the rest of your life. If you want to run, cool. If not, just walk and then focus on strength training. Um, As that muscle mass decreases, it gets harder and harder and harder to get it back. Um, So I really prioritize strength training. Of course, I love cycling. Um, I cycle five days a week. Um, I love that. It's (laughs) great. It's low impact. I do a lot of low impact rides. I do a lot of endurance rides. hate hills. Oh, man, I hate hills. Me
0: too.
1: Yuck. (laughs) Um, But I mean, that's a great way, especially when we're talking about endurance training. Um, that's a great, okay, here's an example. Um, the difference between taking off and chasing your toddler whenever they run off in the store Mm -hmm. and spending the day at Disney, right? If you got to take off in a dead sprint to catch your toddler, you got to have some power in your legs. All right. We've got our strength training. We've got some hit training that gives us the power in our legs to run and grab that toddler that there's a different kind of effort required. If you're going to go spend the day at Disney, if you're going to go spend the day at Disney, you got to be prepared to maintain a low, but steady state effort all day long. And so what we're doing whenever we do strength training and like high intensity interval training is we're getting ready to like chase after the toddler that runs off in the mall. Whenever we do walking endurance rides, kind of a low impact cycling kind of thing. Um, we're getting ready for the day at Disney. It's that long steady state effort. So they're both really, really important, but I do tend to prioritize strength training once we hit 35 and beyond.
0: Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. Cause those are very good examples. Cause I've dealt with both of those. Yep. Um, and I hate hit. I did hit this morning um, and I just don't like it, but it's nice it's to know over-quick. that there's a purpose.
1: That's yeah, true. I mean, which I appreciate.
0: There's that. Yeah. And I also appreciate that you mentioned that walking is good because I feel like there's this perception or even with me, like if I don't like try hard enough or or feel like I'm dying at the end of it, then I, did I even really do anything? And that's not true, right?
1: That's so not true. And I mean, I went through the same thing. I started out as a runner and I was like, I can't walk at all during this runner. It doesn't count. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I actually learned it's not been too long ago that I learned how um, great walking is for your body. It's been maybe a year and a half ago. Um, I taught like an early morning class and I wanted to stick around for a treadmill class right after. Well, that treadmill class was a walk. And I was like, well, you know, if I can get my steps in. It's fine. And so I would do this walk class and I found that it was so difficult to maintain a walking pace you know with an incline or at a particular speed because i just wanted to run i found mm-hmm. that i had to engage different muscles i had to really work my core i had to really engage my quads to maintain that walking pace without breaking into a run and i was like this is really doing different things for my body than just running or just cycling um so i started there and then started reading just a little bit more about the importance of walking. I mean, if you are never, ever, ever able to run, that's fine. You can walk every day for the rest of your life, hopefully. Right? Yeah, um, and it's, I mean, it's something you're always going to need to be able to do. Uh, other than like taking off and sprinting after your toddler, how many, how often do you really have to run in your daily life? Right. Not often. So I want to focus in on things that are going to keep me functional longer. Mm -hmm. I enjoy running. So, I mean, I still run because I like it. But if you don't like it, don't run. Walk. Thank you. Thank you for that
0: because I don't. Um, Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing for me and probably lots of moms out there, the other biggest things, there's like 12. There's a lot of biggest things. Yeah. There are. <laughs> is trying to like fit this in while you have kids like trying to do workouts. And you know, like I was trying, like I said, I was doing that hit class this morning and one comes down yelling and screaming that the other one's playing video games, but it's like we're trying to get ready for school. So now's not the time. And yeah. So how do you fit it in?
1: There's a lot of different ways. And it it changes depending on the season. Um I remember when I just had my older baby, they were both super, super teeny. Um, I would get them to bed at night and then just go down and run on the treadmill. Um, Or I would do videos in my living room after they went to bed. Um, Then there were times where it, you know, I still had kids that were napping in the afternoon. Um, So I would get up super, super early, get my workout in knowing that I could take a nap when the kids napped in the afternoon. Um, Now. Yeah, now all of my kids are older. They are 16, 14, 10 and 7. Um so in the middle of the day, if the sun is shining, I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk guys. I'll be back in an hour. Um that time I just and You can out. do that now.
0: I can do that okay. now. It's
1: amazing. Um Yeah. It's coming, ladies, I promise, like the day will come. Cuz your youngest Walk out. He's 7 and my oldest is 16.
0: Yeah, my so, your youngest is the same age as my second oldest, so it's like a whole different ball game. So that's very right. encouraging.
1: Yeah, it's coming. Um, and then I've also, for years and years and years, kept some sort of workout equipment in my kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. I keep a res, like a mini resistance loop in my kitchen drawer, so when I'm cooking dinner at night, I can get some straight training in. I'll just loop that band around my ankles and do like lateral raises or glute kickbacks, or I'll do like lateral steps across the kitchen. I, kind of work things in while I'm doing other things. Um I've got ankle weights. So I'll wear ankle weights around the house. So if I'm going up and down the stairs, carrying laundry, I'm getting a little extra workout in with those ankle weights on. Um, especially when we were locked down for COVID, um I included the kids in my workouts, especially the younger. Yeah. Kids. We would go outside and I would be like, all right, you guys run up and down the driveway. I'm going to jump rope until you can do, you know, five up and down the driveway.
0: Um, oh, we would go
1: out and do, I would have them tell me what to do, you know, like you want me to do push ups, sit ups or planks and they would pick and I would do it. Um, so a lot of times I would just include the kids and kind of make it a game. So, you know, depending on the season that you're in, you can find little tricks to just squeeze it in until it's just a part of your everyday routine. And just know that whatever's working now or whatever's not working now could change and it probably will change in the
0: very near future. I mean, and that's true. Sometimes I can get my toddler, he'll have like a little one pound or two pound weight and he'll be, you know, picking it up and doing stuff while I'm, or some of those resistance band classes, the band camps, he (laughs) he'll do that with me. And it's super cute.
1: (laughs) Now we'll say yesterday, I was trying to do a workout in the living room. And I think I was doing, uh, arm circles and one of the kids just walked directly into my hand and I was like, dude, I I mean, did you, did you see, but you know, we keep going, we make it work. Um, they know that this is something that I do every day. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of a part of the family routine.
0: And it's good for them to see that and to see that you're doing it to be strong and not like. To be skinny, you know, so that way as they grow up, they have a better relationship with their own body and with food and exercise absolutely. and all of
1: it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I have four boys, but don't be fooled, boys have body image issues as well. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I've got two that are really, really skinny. Um, mm-hmm. And they are, they laugh about it, but you can tell that it bothers them a little bit. I've got one who thought he was chubby. He is not chubby. Um, But I mean, these are things that we talk about really often. We don't comment on other people's bodies. We are excited about what our bodies can do and not what they look like.
0: Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So where can people find you on Instagram or wherever if they want to hear more from you?
1: So I am most active on Instagram, um, but I, a little bit everywhere. I'm Jama Oliver Fitness on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook as Jama Oliver Fitness. Uh, I post a TikTok every now and then, same name, Jama Oliver Fitness. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, although I will confess that most of my Twitter feed is all about My Chemical Romance, so not a whole lot of fitness stuff on my Twitter.
0: <laughs> so if you're into pop punk, also follow Jama yeah, and that'll yeah, be sure. awesome. Yes. I'm
1: actually going to a show tonight, so.
0: Yay. Yeah. For My Chemical uh, Romance?
1: No, I wish. Oh, my gosh. I would be way more excited if it was My Chemical Romance. Um, great band, nonetheless. Uh, we're going to see okay. Prince Daddy and the Hyena and Drug Church. Um, okay. My oldest son, one of his favorite bands is Prince Daddy and the Hyena. We've seen them once before. Uh, and he came in last week and was like, Mom, is there any way that you could come to the show with me? Yes. Yes. I will go to this show with you. He's 16 and asked me to go to a show with him. So Yay. I'm there. And another um, thing, because I eat well and exercise and try really hard to take care of myself,
0: that's something that I can do on a random Wednesday night. That's fantastic. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, this been so fun. I can just talk all day. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. So there you have it. Some great tips from Jema about nutrition and fitness and taking care of yourself so that you can take care of your little ones. If you have any questions or comments, you know, make sure to leave them below. Subscribe for more fantastic content and some great guests coming up here at Evidence based Mommy.